Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 58th installment of the Arsenal Cannon Podcast Extravaganza. It is me, your esteemed host, the self-proclaimed comic relief, Daniel Finton, back once again to deliver you another world-class spectacle to behold. And today I am only joined by one of my co-hosts. Alfie is actually busy today, so he was not able to make it. He's uh, about to make a, a little a little transfer, if you like, for schooling. So we're we're happy for him in that regard. But uh, I am joined by the man with the versatile name, Rob Bob Burt, the man with the versatile name. How are you doing today, my friend? I am. I'm good. I'm glad that I'm I'm, I'm on call with you, Danny. Uh, it's been a I went back to, as my fellow UK listeners will know, uh, it was back to school for everyone on on uh, on Thursday. I, I headed back and uh, yeah, it's my last year at school before off to uni. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm sort of squeezing you in today, Danny. Got, got a busy schedule, but mm. now I'm, um, I'm, I'm happy to be on the show. Bit of relief from schoolwork. Yeah, I mean, uh, as somebody who's gone through and, thank God, finished high school, um, I'll pray for you. Um, I hate, yeah. I hated high school. No, I actually, I actually quite liked some parts of high school, you know, getting to hang out with your friends and stuff and everything like that. So yeah. I appreciate that when you have it. Because um, honestly, once that college life starts up, you start to get just more and more antisocial and just like you become a miserable adult and stuff. So appreciate it while it lasts, but shout out to, shout out to Rob for, for getting his ass back into school. My, uh, my brother's back in, back in uh, school as well now. So yeah. getting it done, getting it done, grinding and grafting, got to do what you got to do. Um, you got it. So, so let's talk about some, some arsenal. We're going to just keep it about an hour this week as usual, ladies and gentlemen. And just before we get into it today, I just want to say uh, thanks a million to all of you that have been tuning in so frequently on the website and uh, to the podcast. Views have been up uh, pretty massively on both, so we do all yeah, really greatly yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, we really do. Um, yeah, well, I guess that leads on nicely to, to Alfie's piece, uh, which yes. set the world alight last week and uh, definitely the most interactive tweet on the, the page's Twitter page. Uh, what did you make of the our, our article and the reaction to our, the our article, Daniel? You know what's kind of hilarious? And this is what, okay, see, this is the, this is the problem. And um, Rob, I don't know if you had this had the same kind of thought process, but when Alfie released that article and I saw it getting so much traction, and I, I will say this, um, in the past, I've actually kind of had um, like a thought process about that, about the subject of the article, which we're obviously going to get into detail about. Um, I've had I've had that thought process before. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know. He's kind of more of a NES-S kind of player. But I never, I just never wrote about it, right? And then I see mm. Alfie write it, and it fucking explodes. It causes outrage. It's without a shadow of a doubt the biggest uh, article that the website's ever seen. Like you said, the most interactive tweet that our uh, page 
for the website has ever seen. So I almost started to feel, I was like, God damn it, dude. Why didn't I write that? <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, you probably, yeah. you probably felt similar to a certain extent, but you, yeah, well you, done to Alfie really. It sort, of, it sort of felt more like an Alfie article though, didn't he? He loves doing those sort of controversial ones. I remember the, mm. um, when he did the Giroud, the one. Giroud one. Yeah, that's the exact one I was thinking about and how um, he quite likes providing uh, sort of caveats, doesn't he? And going against the typical um, sort of sort of thought process of most people. But I think the big problem that people has with OR in terms of is that they want to believe that he's the man who's going to solve our creative crisis, which I think it is a creative crisis because we just look toothless going forward in some games. Um, and someone telling you, actually, he's not going to do that, that sort of hurts your feelings a little bit. Mm. It, even hurts yeah, yeah. My, it even hurts my feelings because I want him to be that player, but he's not that player. But then you've also got to think that there's still a reason that Arteta wants him. Maybe he doesn't want a pure creator, as Alfie says in his article. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Awar? Do you think he, he's the man, or do you think we should still be keeping an eye on other targets? I think that it should not be absolute. I will say that much. I like what I've seen from Awar. I think he's got a lot of potential. His age is really promising and everything like that. But, you know, just after reading Alfie's article, and even before then, I had some reservations over mm. um over the midfielder because it's like you know not only is Alfie right in saying that he's not an out and out creator and you know he may be right also in saying that maybe that's not what Arteta is looking for because clearly out and out creators like Mesut Ozil you know I'm not obviously saying Ozil's a prime or anything but they're not getting into the first team you know no. um but uh there's also other reservations I kind of have with Awa like for example the um the price I think is I'm going to use a, an Alfie word here, pretty extortionate, to be honest. You know, he's yeah. going to be an expensive player. Um, and I think at the age, it's not that bad because he's still got a lot of uh, a lot of miles left. But uh, it's not it's not only just the just the price that's that's concerning. It's also the fact that the Leon president is notoriously difficult to to work out deals with. You remember how difficult it was to get Alexandre Lacazette over the line? Yeah, for yeah. example. And then uh, one last thing, um, I, I don't have any shame in admitting it. From time to time when I see a captivating video come out from AFTV, I'll give it a watch. And I saw, um, a, forgive me, I don't remember what his name is, but one of the main guys on Get French Football News went on there and he was talking about Awa with uh, Robbie, uh, not you, the other one, um, <laughs> the, the B-Tech one. The B-Tech uh, Robbie. He, <laughs> he, was talking about, he was talking about actually how Awa kind of, can struggle to show up in the big games at yeah, times. Yeah, I remember you actually tweeting about that. And I think it was and, at a time, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it was at a time when it was sort of up in the air between Coutinho and Awar, and you sort of thought, and didn't did you put a poll out about it, saying who, who would you rather have or, or something like that? Probably. I tweet too yeah. much. Who knows? Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I think you know, it, it is a bit of a worry um, if he doesn't turn up in big games. But again, at the same time, at 22, you, you'd imagine that he will develop into a player who can. True. And at the same time, 
um, the game that I think the whole world was watching him, the uh, quarterfinal against Man City. He was absolutely magnificent. Uh, True. Of course, of course, that does mean he might. He's going to be magnificent in every single game. Uh, and at 22, coming from the French league, as we saw with Nico Pepe, if he does come to Arsenal, he might struggle for a little while. Um, and that's another thing I saw with a, a while, which sort of it, um, it made me feel a bit uh, uneasy about it. it was, someone said mm. on Twitter, uh, he said, if Arsenal get a while, it will be met with the same reception as um, it, um, the the same reception as Meza Ozil received when he arrived at Arsenal. And it won't, and it shouldn't, because Awar has still got a lot of development to do. When Arsenal signed Meza Ozil, he was the best number 10 in world football. Yeah. Um, and he was an immediate solution, whereas Awar, I feel, needs to be shaped into Mikel Arteta's philosophy. But I, I, that's not to say I wouldn't love to have Awar at Arsenal Football Club. I think that he will, will become one of the best midfielders in world football. Um, we just shouldn't. Here, I have. A, I actually have a. I have a question to kind of. Um, I'll, I'll provide maybe a slight a slight caveat to this because because I, yeah. I do think we both actually quite like Awa, and I'm sure we'd both welcome him with with open arms. And I'm sure there's people listening right now. They're like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you know? And they're getting all <laughs> triggered and all yeah. that. And uh, all I have to say to that is just just go read Alfie's article because I'm not going to relate <laughs> yeah. what he said. Um, yeah. But uh, it's all but, about but expected assists. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I, I mean, all, all the X stats like he loves to do. But uh, here's my question for you, Rob: Is there realistically yeah. a single player available, like just just one person that we could bring in mm. that could actually fix our creative? Uh, crisis like you called it earlier or are we just going to need a number of creative players that can come in and fix it um that's a good question i was actually talking to um sash uh, lt arsenal sash about it mm. um and we were talking about um basically the best teams of the last um i don't know the last decade and we talked about the different ways in which they create and you notice that a lot of the best teams of recent times haven't had that pure creator. Um, you look at Liverpool, for example. In their midfield, they don't have a single creative player. All their creation mm. comes from their fullbacks, pretty much, from Alexander-Arnold and Robertson. And you noticed in the Community Shield final the other day, they didn't have Alexander-Arnold and they looked a bit shaky going forward. They didn't look like they were offering very much. But I think that shows that there are lots of different ways in which you can add creative threat. I don't know if maybe we're signing, looking to sign Partey and Awar, and that could maybe free up Bellerin and Tierney to get forward more, and they could become creative players for us. That's if Bellerin even stays. Um, or, you know, we've of course signed Willian as well. But I think you're right that there's not an obvious candidate out there for a player who would come in and solve that issue. I don't even mm. don't think he. I don't even think Coutinho would. I think that Coutinho isn't a pure creator either. Um, so you're right. Uh, I can't actually think of a player off the top of my head who I would think, yeah, he would solve that problem for us. Apart from yeah. Kevin De Bruyne, who obviously right. isn't available. Yeah. Well, and I just There's, I think that I think that's kind of understated. 
by a, a great deal of our supporters is the fact that no matter who we bring in, you know, if, if we bring in somebody that's, you know, creatively uh, capable, I guess you can say, they're not going yeah. to completely solve our creative deficiencies. They're no. just not. I mean, I think Arteta said it in an interview, actually. He said that the team now is just completely different to the team that he was in because there was creativity everywhere. You had Kazola, Rosicki, Urzil, Wilshire, um, even Iwobi was a creative outlet. If he might not have been mm. the best creative outlet, but he was a creative player. You even had Mkhitaryan. Now we literally, you just have Urzil really, and that's a declined Meza Urzil. Um, I think the key will be trying to get the maximum creativity of, or out of the options that Arteta's got available to him. Because I think you're right. I don't think that there's one man who would come in and solve that issue for us. Well, and and the fact is, you know, I'm going to say something really obvious that everybody knows. Arsenal need to wake up in the transfer window and we need to make yeah. signings, you know. And and obviously, we're going to talk about the, the Fulham matchup coming here just in just in a few days from today. It's coming up on Saturday. And yeah. the fact is, the only players we've signed are we are Ceballos, who we've re-signed, who we'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, Gabriel has been announced. And and then Willian. I mean, other yeah. than that, 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 we haven't made any. We haven't really made any marquee signings, you can say. You know, like, no. look at... Obviously, I know the... That's it's very different because they had a transfer ban for two years. But look at Chelsea. Look at the kind of transfer window they're having. I mean, they're make mm. thing, they're making us look like idiots. You know, Manchester United bringing yeah. Donny Van de Beek. You know, I mean, we have to catch up, but we're not going to realistically have any chance of finishing anywhere near them this season. Yeah, yeah, you're one hundred percent right, and um, you know, it, it is scary uh, how much how how much business these clubs in and around us are doing. Um, you know, Chelsea could have a have a bit of a storm this year. Their, their squad is shaping up really nicely. You know, Kai Havertz is a favourite of ours. We, we, me, you, and Alfie really like Kai. Um, but um, he's gone there, and you know, uh, as much as I like him, I hope he does utter shit there. So uh, do I. I mean, <laughs> you you probably remember in the group chat when the Bundesliga just started back up. I said I think Kai Havertz has a higher ceiling than. Uh, Erling Holland, yeah, and I, I think this kid is going to be a fucking monster in the future. And like you said, though, I just hope he flops like miserably with mm. Chelsea. They sell him onto like Bayern Munich or something, and then he goes to Bayern and starts crushing it again. I would love that. That's like my dream. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well, you you mentioned Gabriel. We we had that announcement, didn't we? <laughs> what did you think of the video? We did. Uh, I quite liked it. I was actually, I was away out of town. Um, and obviously, like you guys were told, uh, I won't I won't get into any personal shit, but I, I got out there and then had some really fun stuff happen, I guess you could say, in my yeah. personal life. Yeah. So I had to, uh, I just turned off my phone for like, for the rest of the day. And then I turned it on though, the next morning, first thing I see is, uh, is like a, a Gabrielle announcement. And I just saw like the standard yeah. one where it's like, we've signed Gabrielle, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Hell, finally. And then I went yeah. and I watched the Zoom call meeting in, in Portuguese. I thought that was, I thought that was excellent from Arsenal. I mean, yeah. what a good way, what a good way to announce a signing in this 
time of adversity. But I, I really liked it. Um, what, what were your thoughts on it? Yeah. Well, I saw that the um, the Arsenal admin, whose Twitter everyone seems to have tracked down, he actually put out a tweet about it, and he said that it was really good fun. <laughs> and he said that they sort of had to um, when because he said that you know the cat was already out of the bag to use what his language. Um, with regards to everyone knew that Arsenal had signed Gabriel, so they had to make it in the most creative way possible. And they yeah, they actually did it in our... Originally, it was a live video, and it was a live stream on YouTube. And then um, Gabriel just joined the call. And it, it, it was very it was very nicely done, and it, <laughs> it still made it slightly suspenseful because you didn't know who was joining Willian and David Luiz on this call. And there he is, Gabriel. Um you know, we've already talked about him a lot. I'm delighted that he's joined us um, and I can't wait to see him in action. I think his uh, quarantine period has finally reached conclusion and who knows, we could see him in red in a, oh, well, I'm not sure what colour shirt we'll wear this weekend. Uh, definitely <laughs> won't be the white one, uh, but we'll see him in an Arsenal shirt this weekend, potentially. Yes, yes, we may. Um, and, and for any of those of you that haven't seen it yet, Arsenal have actually posted... Um, a picture of Gabriel in training. So any rumors of him being quarantined or anything like that, um, like the ones that, that were also up about Danny Ceballos, they've, yeah. they've both been completely destroyed. And it looks as though both of those players will be in contention for the first match of the season against Fulham. And just before we get into the, uh, into the Fulham matchup, uh, I touched there on Danny Ceballos for a bit. Um, Rob, is it mentally safe for us to love <laughs> a lone, a loney as much as we love Danny Ceballos? Is it? Um, no, it's not straightforwardly. Um, I think for sort of football nerds like us, um, he's sort of a player that you can't not love. Um, he just plays football so elegantly uh, and he's he's a real pleasure to watch and I love his passion I love the way he celebrates every goal as if he's just scored from the halfway line um, <laughs> himself uh, and uh, you know he, I think he we should be doing all, all we can next summer to uh, try and get him permanently um, but there's no obligation and as you wrote uh, about Real Madrid they could mess us, mess us about a little bit, so we got to be careful with that one. I'm glad we didn't get an obligation in there. I can't lie. Yeah, I and I, I really, to be honest with you, I don't really know why, you know, or at least we didn't try to work out like an option to buy. Maybe that was just not, yeah. maybe Real Madrid just didn't want that at all, you know, but you touched on it there and I wrote but, a, a whole yeah. ass article about it. We got to be careful with Real Madrid, man. We have to be careful with them because they are a widely bunch. They are smart. They are manipulative. They are an evil little football. Oh, evil gargantuan <laughs> football team, should I say? So yeah. we have to be careful when we deal with Ceballos. And I do want to touch on what you said there about us football nerds just loving him. It's just like, how could you not? You know, he's one of those. Yeah, he's one of those players that, like you said, shows so much passion on the pitch, and then just at on all fronts, he seems quality. You know, he's good at defending. Yeah. I think his defensive skills are actually quite understated. He's good at going oh, forward 100%. as well. You know, I, I just, I love him. I love 10 year contract, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people forget 
the guy's uh, early 20s still. I think he's 24, 23. Yep. He's got a lot a lot of growing to do yet, as of yet. And um, I, I genuinely think he could develop into one of the world's best midfielders. People forget how young he is. Um, I think he's quality. And uh, I'm delighted we've got him for another year. Here's a question I have for you, though. Is it kind of concerning... Then. Is it kind of concerning that he just literally looks like a perfect Spanish replacement <laughs> for a little midfielder that goes by the name of Luka Modric? <laughs> you know what it sort of is. And even uh, Tony Cruz is getting on a little bit as well. Mm. Um, honestly, what... What is the point of Real Madrid going out and forking X million on a on a brand new midfielder when they've got that man sitting sitting at home? Um, you're right, and um, you know it's definitely one to keep an eye on him. And I think that would probably be part of the reason why there's no uh, option or obligation. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's dangerous being this in love with the guy. Um, yeah. But if you look at it on the on the other side of the coin, we've got him for two years at the club club for very little money. Mm, um, true, which which is you know good business from us. Um, it's a shame it won't. He may never be officially contracted to Arsenal Football Club as our player. But um, no, I'm happy that he's back. Um, do you think? You think he will go straight back in? On the weekend, yeah, oh, I think he could. I think he will. I think yeah. he will. To be honest, I think uh, Gabriel. We were talking about it for a little bit there. How he's going to be in contention. I don't think he'll play. Um, no, I agree. But I, I do. I will get in. We're going to actually talk about our predicted lineups. Yeah, this podcast. But man, yeah. I miss. I miss doing that. I, we used to do it all the time. Yeah, but, you know, Chris, I can't believe. I can't believe it's back already. Finally, uh, I love I know it. it's, Yeah, yeah, I love it. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I think Sabayas will play, to answer your question. I, I think he yeah. will. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you want to get into the upcoming Fulham match, our Saturday little kickoff? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. We Put them away. Craven we, Cottage. Fuck yeah. We've got uh, we got plenty of time to talk about it, too, so we could dwell on the, uh, yeah. the nitty-gritty details and everything like that. So, yeah. Um, here, I'll just uh, we'll look at it from an objective point of view first. Um, how it's it's kind of nice that you know uh, the the first team that we're playing this Premier League season is one that we beat nine uh, two on aggregate the last time they were in the Premier League, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is really nice. I remember um, that that match away at Fulham. It was it was a brilliant watch. Uh, and uh, Ramsey scored that gorgeous football footballing oh, the back team heel. goal. Um, God, I miss that man. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it's nice. I think it's a good game to start with. Um, I, I can't say I know a lot about them. I know they're managed by Scott Parker now. Um, I think a relatively similar squad to what they had when they were in the Premier League still. Uh, being tipped to go down, um, mm. they've got they've got your compatriot in their defence. I think Tim Ream. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they call they call Do you know him much up. about Tim Ream. <laughs> not really, not really. To be honest, um, I, I all I know is that they call Fulham Full America. 
because there's so many American there's so many American players that go to Fulham for some reason. Yeah. Well, Clint Dempsey, uh, Landon Donovan was there, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm just yeah, I'm just looking at uh, I'm just looking at. I'm just looking at Tim Ream here. I'll look at his Wikipedia. <laughs> wow. He looks, see, he looks intense. So that's kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. Um, birthday is, birthday has just occurred, rather, three days ago. Just turned 32. Uh, born Ooh, in St. Nice. Louis. Happy birthday, Tim. Happy birthday, Timmy. Uh, he, he is a center <laughs> back, as you said. Yeah, he wears the oh, get this, wears the number thirteen. Uh, mm, born in born number in, Tim. Yeah, really interesting, really bold. Uh, forty national caps. Yep. yep. Used to play for Bolton. Oh wow, good, good for Tim. In January two thousand twelve, Reem married his childhood sweetheart, Kristen Sapienza. Aww. Who is also a soccer player? That's what it says. I'm not. I'm oh. not. I, I didn't say soccer instead of football. <laughs> you didn't That's know just that. what it said. Just, I'm just reading as it okay. comes. 24, 24 after twenty four hours after getting married, Reem canceled his honeymoon planned in Tahiti to undergo a move to Bolton Wanderers. <laughs> God, that's underwhelming. Reem oh, God. later stated. Tim in the Bolton News interview that he still made a right choice in canceling his honeymoon. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure, his wife was delighted with uh, that one. So, yeah, yeah we have to worry yeah. about him. He, <laughs> dude, if he doesn't care about the well-being of his wife, he's really not going to care about the well-being of the likes of Obama Yang. And God yeah. knows if he takes him out with the rough American rugged challenge, then uh, we're basically fucked for the season and we'll be going down with Fulham. Yeah. Do you know something interesting? What's that? They've got um, those big money signings they made the other season. They went on loan last year and they're back. They've got Seri and Anguisa back. Really? Yeah, they do. They're Fulham players. That is really interesting. Well, do you remember when they signed uh, Sherla, who's like retired now? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. At like 30. He's Fulham. done. Fulham sent them in, sent him into retirement. <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely going to lose because oh, we're chatting shit about him, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Mm. Well, you know what? I'm going to also chat some shit about the Arsenal fans because I remember, I'm cringing as I say it, but I remember on the day that we went and battered Fulham, the, the fans were singing, we've got our Arsenal back. Oh my God, Deary I remember me. that. Unai yeah. Emery has found found us again. We have our arsenal back. <laughs> yeah, God, that is a uh, it makes you cringe looking back on that, doesn't it? Um, <sighs> God. <laughs> oh, it makes me. Cringe. I do remember though. That was a really good match. Um, did make me excited. Do you know what I think that match was though? I think it was like the remnants of. The Arsene Wenger attack. It football, definitely which was. was just, which was just sort of still there a little bit. The players hadn't forgotten how to play sexy football. And Unai was just slowly like dragging it out of them. 
<laughs> I remember. Just like the Dracula man he was. He we, just. Oh, yeah, but he sucked the life out of it. our club. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I remember Alfie and I basically, and I think it was until the, I think it was a Sheffield United loss, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then we turned against him, but we were like two of the last ones to turn against him. Yeah. And like looking back at it now, though, it's like, Dude, how the fuck did I not know he was going to fail? He came into the team yeah. with one of the worst defenses like in, ever, basically. And he just looked at it and was like, you know what I'm going to do, man? I'm going to have this team play the ball out from the back and not fix the yeah. defense at all. But the problem with the Unai Emery playing the ball out of the back team was that you saw sort of now... Under Arteta, we play out the back with a plan. Mm. We plan on structuring a move to get forward. Since under Emery, we just played out the back for the sake of it because it was the modern way. Yeah, completely agree. I actually made a tweet about that the other day. It's like you don't have to just pass it around the back just to pass it around the back. That's completely contradicting the point of it. You know, the reason you pass the ball out from the back is to try to get the other team to, you know, maybe apply some pressure onto you and then you quickly try to try to you know penetrate their their defense yeah. because it's you know a little more open and everything but everything under Emery was so 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 slow yeah yeah i completely agree um bad times to be an bad times to be an arsenal fan but things are looking up anyway yeah um, that was a weird little tangent we had about Emery. that was weird yeah. i guess it had to be done because yeah. we're talking about fulham yeah it does yeah and that was one of his few days in the sun at Arsenal, if you like. He was he was reveling in that performance, wasn't he? Mm, yeah, he was. Um, yeah. Anyway, should we head on to the lineup? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's let's talk about the let's talk about the lineup here. Uh, there's a there's a there's a few interesting ones actually. Definitely. He's starting with goalkeeper. Starting with goalkeeper. That is probably the most contentious one out of all of them. Um, I'll put my prediction yep. out there first, and then I'll let you head into it. Um, I think Emiliano Martinez is going to play. Yeah. My gut feeling says he will too. And I think that's the Still, I think that's a right call for now. Yes. Oh, yeah, 100%. Still think... I've got a sneaky feeling that he might still go, though. I think... I don't know. Something, something's... Oh. The the lack of rumours about Leno going anywhere just indicates to me that Arsenal have no interest in selling Leno, but sort of might be open to the idea of starting Martina, selling Martinez. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion, but I don't know if I necessarily disagree with them, you know, not even talking about the idea of selling Leno, just because I think that if we were to sell Leno, we'd want to get a profit back. And we brought Leno in for, what was it, 20, 25 million, something like that? Yeah. I think realistically... not in a coronavirus market, Leno easily could be a keeper that lands you 50 to 60. And that just would not happen yeah. in this current market. So no, we can't sell, exactly. we can't sell Leno. Uh, we can't. No, I agree. Um, but yeah, I think this weekend Martinez will start because one thing about Arteta is that he rewards good performance. Mm. So he's not going to drop Martinez. 
Um, is he? Um, no. So, yeah, I think Martinez will start and go. Um, should we move on to right centre-back? Uh, oh, okay. okay. See, you, Alfie, and I oh. all do this in a really different way. This is interesting. Really? So, well, where would you go next? What I I think the fourth the three four three is complicated to do. Okay, well, see that's all right. See, there we go. There we go. I was not going to go with a three four three. I was. I oh oh my god, we didn't even talk about the three four three. Oh yeah. Okay. That's a that's right, a no. that's a question in itself, Rob. I mean, so so do you think we're going to go with the with the three four three? Because honestly, I don't. I I really. I think that we're 100% sticking with it. Yeah. I don't think that there's any point in us moving to a different formation until we sign some new midfielders. Fair enough. I mean, we're talking on the assumption that we that we won't sign any midfielders prior to Fulham. <laughs> True. <laughs> True say. True say. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you tricky. think, then? I-, I was thinking, honestly, I think we really might go with the four-two-three-one. Honestly. Really, I think that Arteta's probably going to try to take him by surprise, and he thinks that they could be yeah. got at. And I think four two three one is maybe a bit better of a system mm. to hold and you know kind of maintain possession of the ball. Okay, well you can go with your right back then, and I'll go with my right wing back. Interesting. Okay, see, usually uh, that's fine. Okay. I'll go with that, but I will say. I, yeah. It's Daniel tradition to typically start with the left back. However, oh, it's the left. However, no. However, <laughs> I will oblige and I will start with the right back because I'm just that fluid. Okay. I I, I yeah. don't have a problem with it, man. I'm open minded. I'm progressive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Go on. Then. Yeah. Who's your right back? Right back. I think we're gonna play. Uh, I think we're gonna play Bellerin. To be honest, I think Bellerin will probably yeah. start there. What about your right wing back, Mr. Rob? Yeah, I've got to agree. I can't see anyone but Bellerin mm. starting there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good old Hector. Hecky. There's no real debate there, I don't think. Yep. Completely agree in there. Okay. Uh, let's just do... Oh, wait, no, because you're going with the back back three. All right, here, how about this? You. Well, how about you go for your... Okay, you now nah, you you you're the host. You do that. Oh no, don't worry. <laughs> you say your idea. I'll go. I'll go with. The, I'll say my back two center backs, and you say your back. Three. Okay, yeah, that. You know, great minds think alike, Daniel. I was about to say the exact same thing. Look at that. This is what happens on the Arsenal Cannon podcast, man. We're <laughs> yeah. in complete agreement. Complete agreement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this area is a bit tricky. If I'm if I'm being it honest, it is tricky. Um. I don't think either of the new guys are going to play. Um, I don't think Gabriel or, or Saliba will play. But obviously, this is a mm-hmm. lot easier for me than it is for you because I only have two center backs. You have three. Yeah. Um, I think Socrates is not ever going to play for Arsenal again, probably. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I thought you were about to say Socrates. I was like, no way. <laughs> no, he's bold. He's practically, he's practically in Naples already you know yeah. he's, he's gone yeah. um uh, so not him uh my my back two i guess you could say of my back four are going to be rob holding and david louise mm. interesting what about you 
Yeah, I could, if if I was going to go in about four, I could see that happening. And Rob Holding and David Luiz are going to make up two of my back three. Who's the third? Um, and then yeah, it's got to be Tierney on on a left centre back. Um, I just think that he's had them back for such a short amount of time. I can't see him wanting to, exp- but it's Fulham as well, which sort of indicates to me he might want to experiment with something new. But my gut tells me he'll stick with the same back three that started against um, Liverpool in the Community Shield and the FA Cup final, of course. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough. Uh, and as one could probably yeah. predict, uh, my my left back is going to be going to be Kieran Tierney. Obviously, who's your left yeah. left wing back now? That's a real question. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, Ainsley. Ainsley, um, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I just don't think you can drop Maitland Niles. And the thing is with the thought of three four three is that you know in game it's really more of a four three three with Maitland Niles moving into the middle. Um, so I think that it'll be interesting to see because Ainsley saw if he's given this defensive role in a three four three. I'd be interested to see whether he's given a bit more attacking freedom, maybe sort of playing in a. Mizala type role mm. um, so yeah I, I, I would really like to see him play in that role actually I think that we could save money on buying sort of backup midfielders if I think Maitland-Niles could do a job in there if I'm being honest I, I think so too I think he's got the the athleticism to do so definitely and yeah you know a Mazaya for those that don't know you know attack defend basically yeah. the whole shabam you know and I think that he's yeah. definitely capable Just of doing down. that yeah, good shout that. Good shout. Yeah. Um, what's your uh, three, four, three? What's your uh, what's your midfield looking like? Your your two your two uh, midfielders in there. Mm. So definitely Shaka, mm. left centre mid. Uh, he's just sort of undroppable. Um, or yeah, I think Danny will go straight in. Sabios and Shaka, um, that famous double pivot. Um, uh, yeah, I'll go with that. You know, and yeah, go for it. I, I'm looking at it now, and I don't know if we'll go with the four-two-three-one. I think we might just go with like a four-three-three, of sorts. Oh, okay, okay, all right. But it could. Well, you uh, can change then. Do you uh, want to do a three-man midfield? No, I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to my guns. Okay, cool. okay. I'm gonna go with the midfield pivot is gonna be Granajaka and Danny Ceballos. And then at number 10 okay. is going to be Mr. Willian starting. Oh, interesting. I like that. I like I it. was going to go. I would like to see that. I was going to go. I was going to say El Neni, Xhaka, and Ceballos. But I was like, mm. I don't know if Arteta's oh. maybe going to buy into that. You know, he's probably going to want us to at least, you know, mount like one attack. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry, that, that 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 midfield trio reeks of pragmatism. Very much so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if we're up four 0 and you know it's the 80th minute, feel free to put on you know El Neni for for Ceballos or whatever yeah. it may be. But yeah, I do not want to start with that at all. Yeah, as good as El Neni was, um, he's a squad player, and he's pay- he's painted out to be much worse than he actually is, but. He's a squad player, as you say. He's nothing more and nothing less. And every time he plays for us, he'll give it his, give it, uh, give us his all. He'll give us a probably a six, seven out of ten. 
but he's not going to give you any more than mm. that, um, which is why he should be confined to Europa League, Carabao Cup, etc. this year, in my opinion. But I would like to see him stay. Completely agree. Completely agree. Okay, what's your... We're now we're we're going with the uh, with our front three each of us. So I'll let you do the yeah. honors. You just go go with your whole front three, and then I'll go with my whole front three, and we'll discuss. Hmm. Okay. Um. Oh, this is tough. Mm. Um. Okay, so if I was the manager, I would want to go with. Willian on the left, Aubameyang mm. through the middle, and Pepe on the right. But I'm not the manager, so and I know that Mikel Arteta doesn't really like to play Aubameyang through the middle. So, so, so you I would think it's gonna, you would start Willian if it was your choice. I would. Mm. I would like to see Willian and Pepe play together and see whether that sort of helps Pepe. Interesting. Um, I would not be opposed to that. Yeah. That's certainly not. And then I also think against a Fulham defence, which is renowned for not being that strong, Aubameyang playing through the middle and just peeling off the back, maybe with William playing some neat balls in behind, could cause all sorts of problems. Um, and with Pepe getting in behind as well, I think you could sort of buy into that. Um but my, I think, I think William will actually start. I think it could be William, Lacazette, and Aubameyang as a front three. William, Lacazette, Pepe Aubameyang. won't start. I don't know why I think Pepe won't start. I can just see it happening. That's hard, man. It's kind of tricky because it is. It's. I just I don't know what Arteta's going to want to go with. You know, I don't. Yeah, I I'd probably. Yeah, it, yeah. I, if I'm going to put some mm. logical thinking behind starting Willian ahead of Pepe, I'm saying that Fulham are going to be a team that we're going to have to break down. Willian, although he's not a pure creator, provides a greater creative threat than Pepe, and he can sort of help untie a Fulham defence. But at the same time, Pepe finished the season in really great form and doesn't really deserve to be dropped and still provides an adequate goal-scoring threat, in my opinion. Mm. And I think it would be great for him if he, he could hit the ground running this season. Um, but I think it will be William, Lacazette and Aubameyang. I'm going to stick with that. Fair. Um, also, I do want to provide a slight caveat just in case anyone's yelling at, yelling at you through the... Uh, through their headphones. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Fulham had the third best defensive record in the championship last season. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, fair play to Fulham then. I didn't know that either. Um, and I only remembered because of Alan's article that came out today. So go check that out if you mm. would. Um, five fixtures for all Arsenal fans to watch out. And spoiler alert, one of them is the one against Fulham. That's our first game of the season. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's hard with the front three. But I... I like what you went with. I like that. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I would personally go for Pepe on the right. I think this would be a great game for him. I think he could really excel in a match like this. Yeah. Um, I think I would actually go with Enketia as a striker. Okay. Okay. I then Aubameyang down the left. Did score a hat trick the other day. Did uh did Enketia? 
Yep, he's in a good bit of form, and I think that I think Nketiah yeah. relishes games like this. To be honest, yeah, you know? he likes the weaker opposition, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, you know, and and I I'd like to see him up against the uh, the man that they call Tim Ream, you know, and see if he can uh, yeah. teach him a lesson, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every time he like heads the ball or anything, the Fulham fan go, Fulham fans go ream, ream. Yeah, that would be. Uh, sorry, I had an intruder just come in my fucking studio. Unbelievable, yeah. unbe disgusting. How dare he? How dare yeah. he? All right. Um, yeah. Well, that's it for pretty much the the lineups and stuff. Uh, here's a question I have yeah. for you though, in regards to the upcoming upcoming Fulham game. Is Matteo Genduzzi going oh. to be in the start? Uh, not starting eleven, maybe, but is he going to make the bench? Is he going to make the squad? I mean, did you see the? Well, you don't have Instagram, but you might have seen it on Twitter. I did see it he on said, Twitter. That's why I ask. Yeah, back to work with Arsenal. Mm. I mean, you know what? With Genduzzi. If the most we can get for him is sixteen million pounds, there's no point us selling it. I agree. So why don't we just keep him? He might be a bit of a prick, and Arteta might not like him. But uh, under Arteta, he's only going to get better, and he's getting towards an age where you're hoping that he might mature a little bit. Why don't we just keep him and see see where it goes, rather than miss out on? 30 odd million for him if we have to sell him for 20 because I think you can easily get 50 million for Gwendozi in a normal transfer market um, yeah uh, I think he won't be in the squad but I think he will get back into the squad at one point at some point okay well here's a question do you for think you, he'll though. be in the squad okay here's the question first no no answer to your question first uh, <laughs> I okay. do not think he will make the squad. And here's why. No. I think that I think with Gwen with Gwenduzi, Gwenduzi, Gwenduzizzle, whatever you want to call him, I think whatever <laughs> you do is going to be the wrong decision. And it's a complete double-edged sword and catch-22 for Mikel Arteta. Because if you sell him and you only get $16 million, you look like a bit of an idiot. Because like you said, yeah. Gwenduzi's worth 50, $50 million. I don't, and I don't think that's that's yeah. not debatable. Ganduzi is worth fifty million. He's that promising of a youngster. There's no debate, no question. That's just facts. Now, yeah. if Arteta lets him back in the squad, though, here's my question to you, Rob: Does that soften mm-hmm. his iron fist? Um, you know what? The difference here is that. <laughs> I'm going to liken it to Emery letting back in Ozil. Emery let Ozil back in out of desperation. It was after a game when the Arsenal faithful, I was there. Uh, I think it, I can't remember who we were playing. I think it might have been Palace. Uh, no, South. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, um, and we, we all just started singing, uh, We've got Ozil, Meza Ozil. And then. Guess what? Next game, he was back in the starting eleven. Mm. Whereas Mikel Arteta doesn't need Gwendozi back. 
Guendouzi can prove it to Mikel Arteta that he deserves to be back or he can continue to rot in the reserves. It's as simple as that. Uh, I don't think it makes Arteta look weak. Um, I think if he came back and, you know, we drive up his price a little bit, I think that could even make Arteta look strong, as as you suggest. Um, but, yeah. Interesting. What, what, Good point. Do you, would you? Yeah. What I would do... What, 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 what do you think about Meza Ozil potentially being in the squad this weekend? I don't think Ozil will get anywhere near the squad, to be honest. Um, I think that if there's you know, if there's one that'll make the squad, it'll be Genduzi, but I don't even think he'll make the squad right away. I think that the way no. Arteta can, will, and should go with Genduzi is slowly integrate him back into the squad. That's what you should mm. do. You know, don't make it a huge deal. Don't just yeah. don't drop some fucking stupid bombshell like, oh, Genduzi's not only in the squad against Fulham, Genduzi's starting against Fulham because then that'll attract yeah. a bunch of you know. Don't make a big deal out of yeah. it. Yeah, start him against uh, Le- don't start him against Leicester in the uh, Carabao Cup, and maybe bringing bring him on to have little cameos as substitutes if we're winning games. Don't, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. And then, Don't make a big deal out of it. I think with the performances we've seen from Genduzi captaining the U21 French national team, I think he's shown mm-hmm. that he's the kind of character that will seize and take advantage of an opportunity when it's given to him. So I think that he inadvertently will mm-hmm. do Arteta's job for him. And when he goes yeah. back into the squad, when Arteta gives him a little tiny chance, he'll take advantage of it. And then Arteta will be able to play him a little more frequently without it being a huge deal. That's my that's my hypothesis. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, the thing is with Grandu- with Granduzzi is that I think we all know he's a bit of a prick. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, on on the other side, with regards to his attitude, he's also got that sort of never say die spirit about him. Um, and sometimes he's a really good person to have in the squad. As in, I remember the 2-2 North London derby this year. He was orchestrating that mm. team from the middle. No way was he going to let Arsenal lose that match. Um, so if you can bring out the good side of Guendouzi, he's undoubtedly a player you want around. Um, and I think if Mikel Arteta could get the best out of him, I think that would probably go down as one of his biggest achievements as manager thus far, sort of being able to incorporate him back into the squad and then producing in the squad. But that's obviously going to be quite a task and something which Arteta hasn't had to do before. So it'll be interesting to see how he deals with it. It's probably, it's kind of funny, but like player-wise, I would definitely say that it's without a doubt the biggest challenge of his managerial career thus far. You know, mm. because you have yeah, you have this player that looks like the sky is the fucking limit for him. You know, and clearly the French see it as well because, like I said earlier, he's captain the the U twenty one national team. But yeah, you know, he's got a bad attitude. He's got he's got a, a behavioral problem, and you know, Arteta shown. You know, we we hear this word being thrown around all the time. He's an authoritarian manager. You know, and players like that just—they're not—they're not, they're not going to fly. Mean, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be—it's going to be difficult. It's going to be tricky. I don't know. You—I made my prediction on and, what's going to happen, but it's—it's it's difficult to say. And you know what? 
this is one of those things that I think Arteta actually did probably did quite a lot behind the scenes at Man City, judging purely by how good his job he's done so far. I think he probably had quite a lot of influence, mm. but this is definitely one of those things that he wouldn't have been in control of at Man City. If a player went AWOL or whatever, that wouldn't that would have been under Pep Guardiola's jurisdiction. Arteta would have had nothing to do with that. Mm. Um, so, you know. This is something that he will definitely be learning how to do. Um, so interesting. I I, I wonder if um, Steve uh, Steve Round, his assistant, who's known to be the guy who sort of um, he's the one trying to bring the good atmosphere into the dressing room. I wonder room. I wonder if he will be tasked with helping uh, Gwendozi rehabilitate, if mm. you like. Yeah, because I think it's. <sighs> You you have to look at it too from put yourself in the in the board in, in the boardroom and act like you're one of the hierarchy people or whatever at Arsenal you know and you see mm. this really young valuable asset coming up that could give you you know a good lump of cash if you sell him but he ain't gonna give you that lump of cash if you sell him now but if you wait and you give him some more yeah. game time this season next season you might be able to acquire a pretty significant uh a pretty significant profit from him. because remember Ganduzi only costs nine million pounds so if we sell him on yeah exactly for 50 we're making a 40 million pound profit that's incredible that's how we should be running as a football club so rob if, if you're yeah. you know you're working in the board i mean realistically surely you're going to be telling arteta you're just going to have to fucking keep this guy for now Yeah, uh, and as much as Arteta probably seems he doesn't really get on with Gwendozi, but Arteta's a football man. He'll know that Gwendozi's got a lot of talent, and you know Arteta's job is to coach the players, and he will probably be tasked with play this player or like to, as you wish. But get the most out of mm. him, so we can sell him for a shit ton of money next year, if that's what you want to do, or see if he can become part of your project again. I don't know. It's an only time will tell with it. It's such a. It, it could go yeah. either way. It's generally fifty-fifty at the moment. Genuinely, you know, and that's such a cop out. It's. I, I think it's a. It's such yeah. a cop out statement for me. I think it's a fascinating saga. It really is. So fascinating because I think with like, and it's helped by his character as well because mm. he's this pantomime villain on the villain on the pitch and uh, you know you'd love to watch a documentary about it oh it's you? coming you already know with Genduzi. he's definitely he's, yeah. he's one of those french guys what french superstar doesn't have a documentary about them you know yeah, it's coming. exactly so uh be, let's let's look forward yeah. to that netflix documentary and you know whatever it is 10 20 years from now from from Genduzi when uh yeah when, would you reckon it would be called uh, like uh, the man with the big hair? Yeah, whatever that is in French. Let's look that up real quick. I'm gonna seriously <laughs> look that up. So uh, let's see, the man yeah. with the big hair and yeah. French. Avec. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I want your best pronunciation. I want your best Arsene Wenger impression. Homa grand chevois. <laughs> yes, I think this is uh, very uh, good. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. 
<laughs> yeah. Love you, so, Austin. Yes, we do. We do. Cannot wait for his book to come out this October, by the way. It's going to be fucking amazing. Yes. Yes. Exciting times. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, true. I always forget about that's, that. I love football books, man. That's like the only thing I read. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, here, yeah. let's do one last segment before oh, we wrap good. up today. And it's just one question that I have for you. From a scale of one to, uh, what episode is this? 58, how concerned are you with the fact that we basically have had no outgoings yet and AFTV, who've just mm. lost troops, have had more <laughs> outgoings than we have? Um, yeah, it's, um, it's worrying and it becomes all the more worrying when the, um, the only official outgoing we've had is Henrik mm. Mkhitaryan and he uh we didn't even get a fee for him we just sort of agreed we're gonna stop paying you you're gonna go um yeah and it's it's getting to um as uh Alex Ferguson always used to say it's it's squeaky it is, yeah. um uh and we are we are really um we're in danger of leaving it too late and then having to sell our players for peanuts or we get to the start of the season and teams sort of realize, Oh, I need a left back. Who can I get? Oh yeah. Say a Klasnak at Arsenal. Maybe we, we go and get him. Um, so it's a really sort of worrying time. I've got a feeling some outgoings will happen in this week, I hope I'm going right. to say. I think Socrates and Torreira could go this week. Mm. Well, but then it, it needs to be done. And then also along with that, just as important. Yeah. We need a midfield. We, we need a midfield. Yeah. And, you know, a team that's building their midfield right now, I'm just literally looking at this on my Twitter right now, is Everton, who've just announced the signing of Ducore from Watford. Yeah. So, I mean, come on now. They've made some good signings. Yeah, Ducore, uh, James, and... Uh, Ancelotti Allen, so I mean, fucking hell, way yeah. better signings than we've made. If we're being honest, yeah. I mean, if we made those three signings, our midfield would be looking a yeah. lot stronger. Let's I would agree. That. Yeah, I would agree. Um, not saying that they're players that I would have liked Arsenal to have signed this summer, uh, but it, it's good for them, and uh, I do think the signings will come. Uh, I just no, I've, I don't know when, and I would have really liked it if we had everything sorted prior to Fulham, but that that never happens with Arsenal, does it? Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, if it's squeaky bum time, we will sign them at some point <laughs> after squeaky bum time. What comes after squeaky bum time? Yeah. Because um, what is squeak? What well, here's God. a question: What does squeaky bum time actually even mean? Like what is I know it means like it's um, crunch time basically, but what the fuck? Why does why yeah. does squeaky bum time mean that? I, that's what I don't understand. I think it's referring to getting a sweaty ass, huh. <laughs> um, and it's sort of um, like at the end of a match when the the managers are starting to get worried, so they're they're sweating. <laughs> um, Ew, that's graphic. So I. I, I yeah, yeah. Um, that's the graphic explanation. So we're never going to talk about the graphic <laughs> explanation again. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it is getting to a time of desperation. As Alfie wrote a few weeks yeah. ago, even crisis uh, in our midfield. Um, you know, we're just so void of creativity. Um, yeah, I think. Oh, I, I don't know. I think we're going to get Partey. Uh, not sure about our. I can't. I can't say I'm confident. Only done. time will tell. And we've run out of time on this podcast. Um, Rob, you've got shit to do. I've got shit to do. We've got places to go, people to see, uh, brand deals to sign. Yeah, we are like we're men like, in demand. Like we tweeted from the uh, yeah, from the website exactly. page, we have the biggest poll out of any other Arsenal blog in the world. So it's really tricky working here. You know, it's a big challenge. Yeah. yeah. We've got we've got to go and interview a few more people, yep. don't we? There's always people wanting to work for us. We got to put uh, that on our uh, website that. somewhere. A little link that says "Write for us." Email us here, and we'll talk to you and give you a comprehensive interview. Yeah. We require a master's yeah. degree in journalism as well as sports management and psychology, which adds <laughs> up to roughly 18 years of uh, yeah. college. So, yeah. And you've also got to have met Mikel Arteta. Oh, oh, and also with the 18 years of education, we we do also need you to be under the age of 21 as well. So there is that. (laughs) Um, Marketing opportunity of a lifetime. What do you got to plug, my friend? Um. Mm. Go, go, go! Follow my Twitter, um, Arsenal FC Rob. Um and yeah, you'll get some really cool interactive stuff. <laughs> Let me know sound what like, you think of my sound tweets. Sound like Alex Mac and me. <laughs> Shout out America. Um, yeah. I will do- Shout out America. A marketing opportunity opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> uh, yeah, we love you. You care? That was that was my that was my Alfie impression. What is that, lads? <laughs> hey, um. Hey, uh, Daniel, <laughs> I know you say, that uh, your phone automatically saves pictures from WhatsApp. So now you have uh, more selfies of me in your phone than you have. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We need, um, we, we need a selfie. Oh, 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 let's do one for Alfie. Let's do one for Alfie. <laughs> but first, let me take a selfie. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Is there any way we could make the cover of the podcast like uh, all those photos? <laughs> make the collage and I'll do it. Fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> we we missed to. Alfie and his, you know, God. vain arrogance in this podcast. And, uh, you know, we'll all, yeah. we should all three be on we the really show have. next week. I think that will happen. But we've just been so, it's been so weird lately. We've been doing shows yeah, uh, weekly, but it's just been falling, falling apart, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, we're, of course, we're uh, we're back, and uh, as next week usual, will be better. The next than show ever. is always better than the last, and thank God that's the case with this one because this one was a shit storm. Now that I will yeah. say though, not to insult you, not as bad as a shit storm as the last one. Oh my gosh, it, Alfie is right. I am the granite jock oh, of this podcast. Really Not really that good at anything, but my God, am I fucking pivotal? You are. Mm. 
Yeah, you really yeah. are, Danny. It was a bit of a shitstorm. Well, you know but, what they say um, about me. We live and learn. Captain, leader, <laughs> legend. Um, I've decided to, like Tim Ream, I've decided <laughs> to, you know, ignore Katie and cancel our honeymoon and just sign for, uh, who am I signing for? I'm signing for the Arsenal Cannon Podcast Arsenal FC. Cannon you know how all these fan channels are like making their teams? Maybe we need to do that. Yeah, and, true. Oh, that would be amazing. Hell Having yeah. Danny sitting in CDM just spreading the, self, the passes. Self-proclaimed uh, yeah. London local lad, Messi, a.k.a. Alfie, completing his successful point yeah. one dribbles per match. <laughs> oh, you! if, if Alfie Coulshaw doesn't have the best <laughs> XG, XA of all time, Oh, and if we, if we ever get the chance to play play alongside him, or against him, whatever it may be. And, dude, honestly, if he doesn't complete at least, like, 38 dribbles in a game, I would just annihilate him with roasts because of how highly he talks about himself. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to. Yeah. And we'll probably be there just playing out of the back, playing <laughs> the simple passes, and he'll be trying all this shit. And then we can tear him apart for it. Yeah, well, it's, as simple it's as coming. That. It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what, what, should, what would the name of the team be? A-C-P-F-C. Yep. Arsenal Cannon Podcast F-C. <laughs> yeah. Or W-Y-L-A-A-C-P-F-C. F-C. Oh, God. It's really hard to say. You would have to get A-C in there. You can't You can't make anything out with Yeah, speaking of ego problems, oh my god. has to put his initials in fucking everything. God. <laughs> also, he promised us some YouTube videos, and nothing yeah. else has come out. I was really well, looking you know, forward to well, it. What is, uh, the, if you look up Alfie in the, in, the, in the dictionary, it says selfies and broken promises. <laughs> so... That's Alfie for yep. you. That's Alfie Kelshaw. Yeah. Right. That we needed to have our little. We, uh, yeah, we we didn't even mention him this podcast Alfie until now. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm, not really. Well, we didn't really miss him, did we? All right, man. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. It's getting hot out in my. It's getting hot <laughs> out in my garage. You know, in Florida, we yeah, don't keep our. Um, wait, actually, you guys don't even have garages in England, do you? Okay, never mind. You won't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, most nope. Americans keep their keep their cars in the garage, but in Florida, since you can't have like a base. Oh yeah, we do. We've got we've got we've got garages. We just say it differently. I had no idea what you. Interesting. About so garage. we say it like well, like we're fucking garage. French or something here. Garage, my garage. Yeah. Well, here in my garage um, yeah. or garage, as you would say. Um, we basically just use it as storage and we keep our cars <laughs> parked outside. Um, because yeah, we don't have like, we don't oh, have okay, basements yeah. or anything in Florida because yeah. basically under us is all like pure water. So we, uh, we don't have, yeah. Yeah. Shout out, uh, shout out. Oh, really? Like, That's fucking quite cool. Geography. Um, we don't have like submarines for basements though. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 To be fair, I don't have a uh, basement in my house mm. either. We, we do push that it too. In the roof. Um, most, most, 
Yeah, most houses here have that. And yeah, we yeah. do have a lot of stuff in the garage too, though. Um, mind you, if you ever come to the UK, one of the things you'll see most, especially if you like flying to London, you'll just see <laughs> self storage units everywhere. Why? Is there just not enough space? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess people just don't have enough space. Well, I guess in London, people live in like flats. Do you it, live so in a flat or a house? Store all your stuff. Mm. I live in a house. Um, because I, yeah, I've always lived in I still a house. Um, but Alfie's Alfie's is more of a Alfie's is more of like a townhouse. Mm. So it's a bit more flat-ish. Like imagine sort of. My my image is sort of like the apartment in Friends. <laughs> That's why I sort of see Alfie. In. <laughs> great show, great show, and Alfie's a star. My God, I would never watch that. Genuinely, yeah. It would just be it would just be an hour of like no, Alfie talking about X stats, taking selfies, and dribbling around his living room. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, oh, sorry, God. people. Um, put um, people I, one last thing. I've always lived in a house, and I think if you live in a flat, you're fucking weird because I want to have my own space. Yeah. So maybe that's just the Americanness. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Rob, yeah, it was I a agree. pleasure, as usual. It's yeah. always a pleasure recording with the man with the versatile name. So thank yep. you, sir, for coming along to this audible expedition. And thank <laughs> you, ladies and gentlemen, and all in between because it's 2020 and I don't even know. Um, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, exactly. To all you <laughs> Shabbat lies and tagging snakes. along. Thank uh, you. We appreciate you, whether you're listening to this uh, in your basement, in your garage, in your you know storage unit, or in fucking Timbuktu. <laughs> we appreciate you. We love you, and we will see you on the next adventure. Until then, toodaloo and bye bye. But first, let me take a selfie.